Welcome to Behind the Screen, a bonus interview series from Forward Movement, featuring author conversations with our managing editor, Rochelle Thompson. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Behind the Screen. Today, we're with Todd Haig, our November writer for Forward Day by Day. Todd is from Tyler, Texas, and an English teacher and uh, sports enthusiast and uh, all kinds of other interests. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, uh, where to begin? <laughs> um, so I grew up, my parents were in ministry um, and they're with an international um, missions organization. And um, they actually met in the organization. My mom grew up in California. My dad was from British Columbia. And so logically we ended up in East Texas, right. uh, which is where I grew up. But they, they were very much part of that whole seventies and eighties evangelical thing, you know, that, that movement of the period. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's funny because I always joke with them that, um, without meaning to denigrate anybody's tradition, I don't, if they intended for us to remain in that tradition, I, um, they made a couple key mistakes. <laughs> one of which was that they let us read pretty much whatever we wanted. Right. And, and so growing up, for whatever reason, I think there's a lot of them. Uh, my brothers and I, all of us really, were really drawn to the Anglo-Catholic writers. Mm. And, you know, uh, particularly Lewis and Tolkien and Chesterton and, and Newman and all those guys, like for whatever reason, they really drew us in. And I, I, I joked that the other mistake that they made is they dragged us all over the world. And so we really had the opportunity to see so many different traditions in action. And, and, and that actually continued even to our adulthood where we're, we still all travel quite a bit. And we've had that experience of walking across an old city in the middle of the summertime and taking shelter in an old stone church, you know, where it's mm -hmm. cool and and, and um, it created in us the realization, and in me particularly, the realization that this, that this tradition, these traditions had survived empire after empire, fascism and communism, and they're still here and they must be doing something right. Mm -hmm. um, and so as I grew up, this, this really created in me a love of and the desire for the sacramental right. and, and, and the sacramental expression of the faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I finally found the Episcopal church in my, I don't know, mid twenties or something, it was like ducking into that church, into those churches again. Right, right. It, it, it was, it was, I was in that cool place of sanctuary mm -hmm. and um, it just was right. It just felt right. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's where I've been ever since. Ironically, um, I met my wife who was also in the same organization my parents had been in, and she was a cradle Episcopalian right? and <laughs> which was so interesting and ironic to me, mm -hmm. but so now we, we are still practicing Episcopalians. That's great. So, and your church yeah. is there, um, Christ Episcopal church and Tyler. Correct. Correct. 
Yeah. Well, one of the things you taught, you mentioned C.S. Lewis and you talk about him in one of your meditations that he is one of your favorite authors. What is it about Lewis and his writing and his um, work that inspires you and, and helps has helped shape your life, your spiritual life? Well, I think, I mean, in my youth, I, I was, I was teaching, I don't, I don't even remember how old I was. I was, I was, te- I was too young to be teaching, honestly. <laughs> but I, I was teaching and at the same time kind of, you know, living on one hand as this teacher and this Christian local kind of evangelical school. But then at the same time, I had all these real questions and doubts and, of, of, about even some of the things I was teaching. And, and, and I remember picking up Lewis. And I remember finding in him, like, uh, I was surprised by Joy, where he talks about how he is, he was an atheist. And I realized that in some ways, I was living like a Christian atheist, mm. if I could, com- you know, combine two terms that don't go together. Right. Um, but I realized in some ways, I wasn't actually living out the things that I professed. And, and I have found him to be sometimes a shock to my conscience. Mm. I have found him sometimes to be an encouragement. That I'm on the right path, but so I. It's sometimes there are authors that when you read so much of them, you feel like you have this personal relationship with them, mm-hmm. and and all of those ones that I named are like that for me. Where there are times when I pick them up and I feel like I'm getting a very personal rebuke, or there are times when I pick them up and I feel like I'm getting a very personal pat on the back. Yeah. And this occasion was one of the times when I felt like Lewis was like, "Look, you're not living up," mm-hmm. and 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 ever since then, I just. Like I said, he has been this voice in my life. That's wonderful. Um, you start out your your month of meditations with a confession that it's been a hard couple of years, and um, and I think that that's something that is probably true for a lot of us. It's it's been Absolutely. tough. So tell us a little bit about how faith has. Um, has helped sustain you during these last few years with COVID. I don't know yeah. if you had COVID or, or someone that you care about had COVID or. I, th- I think we all had it at some point. My, my, my pop, we almost lost him. Mm. Um, I, um, boy, that's, I, I, you know, one thing I know when I was a kid, I, I, we used to take these, you know, various youth groups and we'd go out to do ministry mm-hmm. And, and we, we had this kind of sense, you know, that we're going to go out there and save the world and we're going to go out there and do something good for somebody. And it wasn't until years later that I looked back that, that I realized that I, 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 I don't know that I influenced anybody else's life at all. I was the one that was changed. Mm. And, and that those periods for me was about me. And I don't, I don't mean about me in a selfish sense. I mean, it was about me learning. It was about me changing, me growing, me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I kind of felt that way. Like you say, writing during this period of some really hard things in our lives. Like I can, I look at that and I see myself working out some of my own stuff. Right. That's what was and, happening when you were writing for Forward Day by Day. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it, was, it was interesting. It was something unexpected for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a flashback to those days as a kid going in, doing ministry. I realized that this is, this is me working some stuff out too. Mm-hmm. This isn't just about like, you know, this isn't about me writing that I just shed light on 
on, on, I mean, hopefully it means something to somebody else too, but, it, but, but it was a ministry to me that I didn't foresee. Yeah. And, and, and it was, it was a way I tell you, I got very disciplined in my personal reading and my personal devotion during that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, because more than I had been, because I was reading, I was reading scripture all the time. I was, I, I was contemplating it. I was, addressing some verses sometimes that I'm not really comfortable addressing. Right. And, and, and it made me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess for me, that's, that was kind of the impact. That was, that was what my process was. Well, talk about, as we talk about the process, I think people um, think about and engage in forward day by day as a reader, you think um, it's interesting because Somebody you wrote this a year ago, and somebody yeah. is going to read it, and they're going to say, yeah. I-, "I think he wrote this yesterday for me." <laughs> and how yeah. how did you experience some of that timelessness or that sense of um, God speaking yesterday and today and tomorrow? Or talk to me about that. Um, yeah, you know, I well, it's interesting because I would the, the one I was reading one the last few days. And I'm like, that I had a I had a real sense of that very thing. I'm like, wow, I'm experiencing this now. Mm-hmm. And and it was it was a reminder to me of what's coming out. Like, I don't know. I mean, even so we talk about COVID and things, you know, and and how is is that gonna date it, right? Like by mentioning we suffered during COVID, is that going to date this thing? And I, I obviously I decided not that just to name it because we're all experiencing that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's really weird for me to go back and look at them now too, mm-hmm. right? Because looking at them now, I definitely get that sense of timelessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time that I was writing, I, I'm not sure how to answer that. I don't know if I did at the time. Right. It, it just everything felt so immediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think hopefully. COVID is not something that we'll experience to the degree that we did earlier on. <laughs> For sure. But the idea of For suffering sure. and of For sure. you know, pain and hard times. I mean, that's, that's part of the, the life. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I think one of the things that you talk about in your writing is that when you were faced with some of those, that's when you turned to reading scripture more. And I thought that was an interesting perspective because that it seems like, sometimes that's when we feel like we don't have enough time to pray or to read or to talk to God. What you're saying is that actually that's when we need to do it most. Yeah. Well, and I would call it a healthy escapism, but I don't even, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't even, I mean, like, but that's not, that even sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I just, some of the things we went, we went through and they involve other people. So I I don't want to delve too deeply, but there was no other place to go. Um, yeah. Except for? Except to return to what, to, to, to those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was the only place to go. Yeah. Yeah. To return to what God was saying. Yeah. And, and to the things that, that we had grown up with and then that we knew was right. And, and to to find solace in the fact that those things are still there and they're still true, mm-hmm. yeah. even though yeah. And again, I mean, come back to to Lewis. 
you know, um, he wrote The Weight of Glory before the death of his wife. And then I think it was Weight of Glory. No, Problem of Pain, sorry. He wrote Problem of Pain before the death of his wife. And he came back later. And, of course, he writes Grief Observed after she dies. And people said, which time were you writing? He said, I was writing both times. Mm-hmm. Um, one was just a more personal walking out mm-hmm. of, of what I already knew to be true. And, and, and I think that's kind of how this was, like, especially revisiting scripture, revisiting scripture in the light of not what I intellectually know to be true, but what I am actually experiencing, mm-hmm. yeah. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, what do you hope, you've been a reader of Forward Day by Day. Um, you've experienced it from, as a reader. Yeah. As the writer, how, what is your hope for readers when they spend the month of November with you? Wow. I, I just hope they get, I, I hope it means something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that I know what it means for me, you know, and, and, and I know what writing in the midst of the turmoil of the past what, two, two and a half years now is like, and in the sense that it, it was a way for me to make sense of, of, and to apply my faith to some, to some pretty intense things that we were going through. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess my hope would be that it does the same thing for somebody else, that it means something to somebody else who's, you know, I mean, not that you have to be going through something terrible to, to get something out of it. I hope that's not true, but you know, that it'll just that'll mean something to somebody else, that it'll grab somebody else that, that in some way it'll speak to them and bring them back to their faith. Yeah. I think it will. I know it did me as a reader. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Are there other things that you would want to share with readers and listeners today about your experience or about your journey of faith or your life as a teacher and a father and a husband? Um, <laughs> I, 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 especially on those last couple, I don't know if I feel very qualified to speak to, <laughs> to speak to those. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, I hope that, um, I, 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 like I said, I just hope it means something to somebody. I hope somebody's able to pick it up and, and, and find something in it that maybe offers a different perspective or offers the, the idea of hope or that there's meaning in, there's meaning in suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Todd. Thank you so much for writing and for sharing your experience with us and uh, for sharing your journey and for being our writer for November. And appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me.